If we're being real, it's time to get into another NBA list by Craig Carton. With that being said, take it away. All right, we're going over Craig Carton's top five clutch playoff performers this year. I swear to goodness, if this dude got Curry up there, we gonna have some issues. All right, you haven't seen this list. I'm going to do the same thing that I usually do when we talk about lists. I'm going to start at number five, work our way down to number one, get your opinion on every single one after I say it. Here we go. Let's do it. Coming in at number five, on the Knicks, Brunson. He's been good. I'm fine with that. Number four, we got Jimmy Buckets, Mr. Jimmy B. Good, Jimmy Butler. He's at four? He's in the number four spot. Uh, all right, I guess. At least he's on the list. <laughs> Number three. You going to say something? The silence speaks for itself. Steph Curry. This dude should be the number one player you don't want taking the last shot. How is he the number three clutches player in the NBA so far? Move on, please. All right, number two, Devin Booker. Again, he's been doing good. Fine with it. And number one, James Harden. I mean, there's been a couple good games, but there's also been a couple really bad games so i do not agree with that at all and number one especially come on out of the people on this list which by the way he's missing a whole bunch of players that should be up there but on the people on this list jimmy butler should 100 percent be the number one player come on if we're being real that is a terrible list but one guy standing out in particular and that would be the number three spot steph curry yeah i mean <sighs> There's a bunch of other players I think that you would want up there, too, that you're missing. Like, Jamal Murray has had a bunch of good games. And if you want to say, oh, well, there's a couple games he hasn't been doing super good in the clutch. Curry hasn't been good in the clutch in any game in the last two minutes. Like, come on. Yeah, I think this is really taking in mind the player's overall performance for the entire game and just ignoring anything clutch about it, which is really unfortunate because when you look at top performers in the postseason, you want to see the guy that is literally locked down clutch at the end of the ball game. See, but that's the issue, right? When you say clutch, clutch isn't, oh, well, he does super good in quarters one through three. No, clutch is in the fourth quarter when it matters the most, whether you're down whether you need to keep hitting buckets to keep your team in the lead, you have to be able to do that. And guess what? Curry doesn't fit that description. I mean, let's go back and let's think like Tom Brady, right? He didn't necessarily always have the best quarters one through three. But guess what? In that fourth quarter, you are terrified of that man. And that not only seals him as a clutch performer, it also seals him for having great playoff appearances and when it comes down to it the moments that matter the most the clutch moments the moments you need somebody to hit a bucket that's what makes you great you want to know why tom brady always did so dang good why he has more super bowl wins than any franchise in the history of the nfl that's because in the moments that matter the most he came up huge being clutch at the end of the game can make you have great playoff performances having great playoff performances does not make you clutch. That's where we're falling in on this. We're viewing quarters one through three for being way more valuable than the fourth quarter. I don't think no matter how good of a first or second quarter you can have, if you are falling apart in quarters three and four, that automatically says that you are not clutch. Exactly. It doesn't matter if Curry puts up 30 or 40. If he doesn't hit the shots, 
when it matters the most in the fourth quarter and they lose, quarters one through three mean nothing. They mean jack squat nothing. So congratulations, Booker, Jimmy Buckets, Brunson. You guys have had great playoff performances so far. Curry, you're not clutch. You've been doing what you typically do. We're also not saying Curry isn't good. It's just when it comes down to those last two minutes, and especially in this playoff series, it seems like it's coming out more that he's having issues. You could have the best game ever, but if you're struggling those last two minutes of the game, you are automatically not clutch and should not be put on this list. Curry being 0 for 14 throughout his entire career in the last two minutes of the game when they need a bucket the most, and the blunders he's had in the playoffs with the last two minutes in this postseason alone, he does not deserve to be anywhere near this list when the word clutch is mentioned. Well said. Again, Curry is a great player, but when it comes to those last two minutes, he's not the guy you want with the ball when you need a bucket. All right, before we get out of here real quick, we need to get into an NBA playoff update, and I'm going to start us off with this. So I guess the first thing I actually want to talk about isn't actually a playoff update, but we talked about this topic before. John Morant, he had another video service with him having a gun in his hand. Look, we talked about it before, but this guy already has issues staying healthy on the court. And now he's also having issues staying on the court because of off-the-court issues. I don't know how the Memphis Grizzlies are supposed to build a championship team around him because he's getting in trouble. Who's going to want to go to the Memphis Grizzlies? Because you have no idea if John Morant will be able to be on the court for your team. So who are they going to get to help them become championship contenders? We're going to get into it at a later time, but we had to bring that up quick. We talked about it before and it's happening again. This is a major issue for the Memphis Grizzlies and something they definitely need to think about what they want to do. And if he is actually somebody they want to build around. We also have two coaches being fired on top of the Milwaukee Bucks coach, the Suns and the Sixers. The Suns coach, look, they got blown out two years in a row in a winner go home game. Not great. I do think that DeAndre Ayton has a lot to do with this though. I don't think DeAndre Ayton is somebody you can rely on, and I think they need to move off of DeAndre Ayton. I thought you needed to do that last year after the debacle, and you also need to get rid of Chris Paul. You have to get depth around Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, because without that, look, they ran out of gas. The team wasn't good enough around them, and again, they got blown out. They need to get help around those two, and then they can be very dangerous next year if they do that. Now on to the Sixers real quick. Doc Rivers gets fired. People are saying that it's not his fault, whatever. What it comes down to is since he left the Celtics, his teams have underperformed in the playoffs. Now, is that all his fault? No, but it's been a good 10 years since he's done really well in the playoffs. His teams have had bad performances in the playoffs. Look at the last two games this year. They did not go well. Who knows what's going to happen with James Harden? Is he going to stay with the team? Joel Embiid's upset that Doc Rivers got fired, whatever. What it comes down to is Doc Rivers wasn't getting the job done. They need a new voice in there. This has been coming for a while, in my opinion, and how this playoff series ended just cemented it. This is another team that just cannot get over the hump, whether it be players, whether it be coaching. Honestly, it's a little bit of both, but they fired their coach. Let's see what happens. Let's see what they do around Joel Embiid next year, and let's see if Joel Embiid can be healthy. Probably not, again, because players that are known for being injury-prone are always getting injured. They almost are never healthy nowadays. You just kind of have to expect it happening. That's the way it is nowadays. 
So on to the playoffs now. Let's get into the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets series real quick. So people seem surprised that the Nuggets went out and won the first two games. They're also saying that the Lakers are the favorite to get to the championship. And all I have to say is the Denver Nuggets were the number one seed for a reason. And the Lakers were a seven seed for a reason. Now, I know that they made trades and they had injuries. And honestly, they probably should have been higher than the seventh seed. But with that being said, the Nuggets were still the number one seed. The Nuggets were the best team in the West. And I know I have my issues with coaching. I still have my issues with coaching. In my opinion, they got lucky to win game one. The coach wasn't making any changes at the end of the game. But there's still a better team than the Lakers. They should be the favorites to get to the NBA championship because guess what? They are the number one seed. And other than the coaching, you don't have major issues like you do with the Boston Celtics. Now, the Lakers still can obviously come back and win this series, but the Nuggets are the best team in the West. They should be the favorites to come out of the West, and it should not be a surprise to anyone that they are up 2-0 right now. Let's see what happens with the rest of the games. I just want to say it should not be a surprise, even though everyone else is saying it's kind of surprising. So I know I just spoke about the Celtics and them having issues, and guess what? They still have issues. Are you kidding me? They looked pathetic down the stretch in the first two games. Everybody was like, oh, the Celtics figured it out after game seven. Oh, this is this is going to go so good for them. They're just going to blow. Th-. No, it's the Celtics. They have leadership issues. Their team is not built right. Jason Tatum cannot be a number one guy. The team is immature. They do not know the stage that they're on. They do not come into it with the right mindset. In fact, before game one, during a practice, Al Horford, I know you love some Al Horford, Al Horford had to yell at the team saying, hey, you are not taking this seriously enough. We need to step it up in practice. And guess what? When it comes to the games, they do not look locked in. Look at the games. They fall apart again. This has been the same issue that this team has had since Jason Tatum's second year. I have been saying it for years, and it just keeps popping up. Again, who are they going to blame but themselves? Are they going to get another coach fired? Are they going to get rid of more players because they're not working out? Who are they going to blame but themselves? Jason Tatum cannot be a number one, and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, it's not working out. You need to change this team up. Even if you somehow get past the series, which, by the way, you should because the Miami Heat don't even have Tyler Hero. So you should be getting past this team. So even if you come back and win this series, you've had so much help over the past two years with injuries that it's not impressive at all if you get back to the NBA championship. And if you win the NBA championship, it's probably because the other team is going to be missing somebody because that's the only way this team can win. This team is not a good team. When it comes down to it, they will fall apart. It happens every single time. Jason Tatum might have a good game every now and then, but he also has a bunch of stinker games. In this series, in the fourth quarter, he hasn't even made a field goal yet. It is absolutely pathetic. You need to blow the team up. It is not working out. It hasn't been working out for so many years now. Why is nobody else seeing this? The Celtics fans are surprised. I'm a Celtic fan. I'm not surprised. I've been seeing it the entire time. They keep blaming somebody else for their issues, for them sucking. With that being said, Miami Heat, 
dang good job. You guys are just keeping and going and rolling. Do I think you're going to win the NBA championship? No, I don't. I really hope you knock the Celtics out, though. Jimmy Butler, you've been amazing, but I don't think you guys got it this year. But you guys are fighting. You guys are scrapping. You're doing really good. Keep it up. You'll probably knock out the Celtics because they're going to fall apart. They may have a good game or two, but just keep going, guys. The Celtics will fall apart if you just keep going. Ride the highs. Ride the lows. Keep it going. You'll make it through. Whew. All right. I think I'm done for now. You don't even got to say it. Don't even got to say it. I know. I went on a crazy rant. Ugh. This team just frustrates the heck out of me. Anyway, don't even got to mention it. Just get us out of here. We'll talk about it more later. I already went on way too long about this. This video is longer than it should be, so just get us out of here. All right, that's it for today. Remember to subscribe. Comment down below your thoughts on this list. Do you think Curry's a clutch performer? Do you not think he's a clutch performer? And if you do think he's a clutch performer, why? Because the stats don't back it up. Until next time, keep it real.